Welcome to Eczema Out Loud from the National Eczema Association. I'm Danny Morsehead, and today I'm joined by atopic patient Kyle Brunner and his mother, Jen Johnson. They're here to tell us about Kyle's experiences growing up and living with eczema, allergies, and asthma. Okay, so thanks so much for joining me for our conversation today. Would you take a moment to introduce yourselves? So I'm Jen. We're in Sarnia, Ontario in Canada, and Kyle is my 18-year-old son. So Kyle is the patient, but I wanted to ask you, Jen, if you have a history with atopic conditions. Do you or have you ever had asthma, allergies, or eczema? Yes. So I grew up, I have um, bad hand and foot eczema. Did you have allergies or asthma at all either? No, just hay fever, allergies. And Kyle, you mentioned earlier you had a, a brother. Does he have any any conditions as well? No, he doesn't. Not, But I have... Oh, he did when he was younger, but apparently he grew out of it. Lucky. <laughs> but I have uh, three sisters at, as well, and they got lucky enough not to have anything either. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got lucky. You got lucky. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. When were you first diagnosed with atopic conditions? So Kyle was two or three months old and he was starting to get rashes and I had had it with Tyler when he was a baby, mostly around his cheeks and, and face a little on his hands. So we tried working with it, went to the doctor, our pediatrician, and he said, you know, he thought he had eczema, gave us some stuff to try and, and it all went downhill from there. So eczema was the first presenting uh, disease? Yes. And over time, how did the conditions change? Did eczema get worse or go away for a bit? Did it sort of fluctuate uh, between allergies and asthma as well? Yeah, so in the late fall, early winter, so he was only five months old, he got sick and they always kind of said, you can't say it's asthma, it's, you know, that some kind of cold or virus. And his eczema started getting severe to where... By nine months old, we were bandaging him, trying every cream. He was on two or three oral antibiotics and different ointments. We had tried everything. Then he started needing all the puffers. Yeah. Then he had the trifecta pretty severe on all counts. We would waver a little bit from his skin being severe to his lungs being severe, always working on one of them. Interesting. And Kyle, do you have any early memories from uh, childhood where you, you, you remember being treated for your conditions? Well, I couldn't really do anything. I just kind of felt different than everyone. I didn't really like leaving the house at all. I went to school a lot in grade three and four, but grade five, I missed basically the whole year because I just, I went through this like phase where I wouldn't leave the house because I also have a nut allergy. So I was like, terrified of eating anything. Did you have an experience with anaphylaxis that caused you to be fearful of attending school or going outside? It, that was about the age where he realized what it meant. And then we had actually had a death in the family. And then it kind of, it, it just clicked. Mm. And he realized, wait a minute, that could be me if I eat a peanut. Wow. So the anger went severe on him and he didn't leave our house for about three months at least. 
At what age was that? Uh, grade five. Wow. That's a lot to grapple with for a fifth grader. Yes, a lot. And over time, how have your uh, feelings or how's your relationship with the conditions changed? I adapted to it. I realized that if I let my eczema control me or my asthma or anything, then I can't do anything in life. So I have to realize that, yeah, I'm going to have flares. I'm going to have asthma attacks. But if I let that control me, how can I live my life? Yeah. Were there any situations that occurred or, or events that occurred that had you snap to that realization? Or was it more of a slow over time process? It started with, so like later in like elementary school, like people would always say like, make fun of me for like my ass or like my eczema and say stuff. So I was just like, they can do what they want. But at the end of the day, I have to deal with this. And if I let something that someone's saying affect me or take me or like disrupt what I'm doing in life, Mm -hmm. then I'm not going to go anywhere or do anything. I need to just be my own person and their opinions don't matter. That's a very wise point of view. We were alone in this. We didn't know anybody that had eczema like he did, right? Or severe asthma like he did. You, you saw it or heard about it on TV or everyone would say, oh, I totally understand. I have this little bit of eczema on my finger or on my elbow and it just drives me crazy. And we're like, you can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't understand, but okay. And I think we went to an expo and we came home with a whole new Kyle. He was stronger. He was more sure of himself. He knew he could do anything he put his mind to after that. And he could help people through what he was going through. And by expo, of course, you're referring to Nia's Eczema Expo, our annual patient conference. Kyle, how did going to Eczema Expo affect your outlook or change your perspectives? It just, when going to the expo, it just made me feel like I wasn't alone. Like immediately, right when we went there, that we met people that ended up having eczema and that we're going to the exact same place we were going to. So we, right there, we got close and met someone right across the border that we talked to. And it just, it made more, going to expo made it more connections. So like, if I need something, like I'm having a bad day, I message someone who knows what I'm going through. They are there if I need to talk instead of feeling like, oh, I'd have to sit here and suffer alone. Mm-hmm. And which of those atopic conditions, allergies, eczema, and asthma, which have affected you the most uh, most recently? Most recently? Well, because I'm on the Dupixin, it's probably been my asthma because I was at 55% for FEV1. Can you explain that number for me? Uh, I was at 55% lung capacity. Gotcha. And slowly getting worse. But that's when we went to a clinic, which is working to help me right now. But as of late, my asthma has been terrible. And I've had many sleepless nights because of it. And normally, I've gone from having sleepless nights because of my eczema. But the asthma is kind of just like, well, it's time for us to have some spotlight now. So I imagine it's quite similar talking to those people who might be having uh, a hard, a particularly hard day because of their eczema, you might be able to relate to them, even though your particular hard day is, is caused by asthma. Is that true? It's the same thing. Like I have people messaging me that when their asthma or eczema is bad, they just 
message or we just call and talk. Like mm-hmm. there's someone in Australia that I play video games with and we just talk just because that's what Expo's done. I have friends all over the place because of Expo and it's just, it's made me so much more comfortable and confident. Mm-hmm. What would I notice as a parent is watching his asthma be really bad, but people don't see asthma, right? Mm. They don't mm-hmm. see having trouble breathing all the time. But when his eczema is really bad, it's it's right there. It's on display for everyone to see. And that was that was a hard part for him because we felt like he wanted to hide from that. So if he had a really bad flare on his face or his hands were horrible, people would see that. And he kind of, he would hide away before. Mm -hmm. And now he's like, you know what? This is me. It's part of me. It's always going to be part of me. Yeah. It's hard. And he has bad days, but the one thing about Kyle is he's one of the strongest people we know. He's been there and he'll, he honestly talks about it Mm -hmm. and he'll, try to help you and say like the only thing you can control is how you handle it. I love that. That's so true. Kyle, you're so wise. (laughs) How old are you again? (laughs) 18 already. So it sounds like eczema is so easy to see from the outside. I'm wondering how the visibility of a condition affects how it's treated. Kyle had a really difficult time because of COVID. You're not allowed to have anyone with you at the hospital. So for the first time he had to go and he ran into a doctor that didn't understand or felt like he was hiding something from them. And it was a really big eye opener for us because Kyle's always had severe eczema, asthma and allergies. So for a doctor to not believe him because she didn't hear wheezing and crackling in his lungs it was really difficult. He's like, mom, I I don't understand. Like, why doesn't, why isn't she listening to me? I can't breathe. I'm not getting enough air in. And not too long after that, we ended up getting to the Firestone clinic and they're like, your lungs are horrible. And he's like, I know, but like, how do I get help? And the one main thing they go to is, well, you take a, a prednisone, an oral steroid, and that'll help, which Especially in Kyle's case with the trifecta, you take that for your skin or your lungs and a couple weeks later you have that rebound, which is horrible. Mm -hmm. So have you had to curb your treatments for one, uh, one of the diseases to prevent worsening another? Um, we have a great compound that did amazing for his skin, but after a couple weeks, his lungs got too inflamed and he couldn't breathe. It's very hard because one day, like when we start, like my asthma will be bad and my asthma will be good with an asthma drug that we're on. Then the next week it'll suck because we started a new eczema thing. So it's just confusing. Hmm. So that must make it more difficult to, to determine which treatments are the most effective. Yeah. yeah. Right now I'm on two different biologics. So that's great. Uh, it's, I'm on the Dupixin and a biologic for my asthma called Nucala. And they're working well for you? They are. It's better. I don't wheeze as much. I still feel the tightness because the asthma I have is eosinophilic asthma. So it's my, my white blood cells are high. It like restricts my airway. It makes it, it's very small. 
is that, can you tell me more about that type of asthma? Are there triggers for it or is it just a consistent tightness? It's a consistent tightness. We kind of think that his eczema is inflammation in his skin. And when that moves, it goes into his lungs. Mm-hmm. So it, it's trying to find that ha- healthy balance. There's not a whole lot of people that are on two different biologics like this. So we don't have a lot of people that can, you know, kind of give us a whole lot of info. They're, they wanted to put him on a third one now. But you know what? Every Everything we hear, there's a lot more. Um, research being done now, which I think is really going to help him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the worst part about it is I have my puffers. Well, the puffers are supposed to help you with asthma, so they weren't working, and I had the problem with the hospital, so I didn't like going. So we ended up getting, or so our family doctor gave us um a what's it called. A nebulizer, so I have that at home for if I have severe asthma attacks, mm-hmm. and that's helped. But now, since my asthma has been so bad, my family doctor leaves a prescription for prednisone at the pharmacy in case I, my flares get really bad. If you're comfortable, Kyle, can you touch on that experience of having the eczema everywhere and allergies and asthma full blown all at once? What was that like? What did you do? How did you manage it? I played a lot of video games. Yep. I try to keep my hands busy because if I'm thinking like I, everyone plays video games, but there's like things where you can control with a, a team and do like a season. So I played a lot of sports games. So I didn't really, I never let it, let my body like realize, hey, you're very itchy right now. I just kind of, I got good eventually at just like shutting it out. There were mm. spots and it was bad. But I guess I just kind of sucked it up and didn't let it, let my body realize how bad it was. Mm-hmm. So what are your triggers? Do you have specific ones for eczema, allergies, asthma that you've noticed? Are they different? Are they similar? If there's a cinnamon candle and he goes in the room, instantly issues. Mm. His face gets red, his lungs flare, um, slushies. Slushies used to give him asthma attacks instantly. The drinks? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Drinking the drinks would would yeah. would cause asthma. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Couldn't breathe. He'd be coughing. It would um, make his airway react. So no slushies. Yep. <laughs> I wonder what it is about the slushies. I've n- I've never heard anything like that. I don't know, but that was Kyle. And would that affect allergies too, or just asthma? Just my asthma. Just the asthma. Hmm. And what about allergies? You mentioned the cinnamon candles might cause some issues. Are there other things? You said outside, so is it particularly bad in any season? My allergies are just like year-round. Just like So when we went to the doctor, they did the skin test to see what I'm allergic to, like seasonal stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm allergic to 37 out of the 40. Wow. <laughs> so what kind of changes have you had to make to your lifestyle or your home environment to mitigate those allergens? We moved to a different house where we took out all the carpet and, you know, you do the pillow protectors and the mattress protectors and, you know, you look for the dust. We've got the air cleaners, the UV lights. He does his own environment. So he's very cautious of what's around him and Mm -hmm. materials we use for everything. So I'm allergic to polyester badly. And 
I just need to get better at dusting, apparently, because. <laughs> well, dust is something he's not allergic to. So that's. Yeah, I'm not funny. allergic to dust. <laughs> really? Uh, that was one of the three I'm not allergic to. <laughs> Interesting. Um, you mentioned UV light. What is what do you use the UV light for? Is that to find areas that you need to clean or to disinfect? Yes, to disinfect. And we've been using that for 12, 14 years now. How often do you use it? Um, our air cleaners have them built right in, and so does our furnace. Okay. We don't open our windows ever, except in the winter. If it's really cold in the winter, we open our windows. Mm-hmm. We can't open them in the summer because... He needs to have the allergen-free area. Yeah. Keep the house cold. That seems to help him when it gets too hot or even in the house over 71. He tends to have a few more issues with his asthma. So keep it cold? Yep. And you used Fahrenheit, not Celsius there. (laughs) Are you sure you're Canadian? Well, we're right on the border, so... All of our TV and media is all American. There you go. Okay. I appreciate it. (laughs) While we're talking about being on the border, uh, can you touch a little bit on how you've treated Kyle's conditions with both U.S. and Canadian healthcare systems and the difference between the two? Yeah. So for 18 years, we'd gone to some of the best doctors in Canada. We'd gone to sick kids in Toronto when he was a year to about eight. Um, they did great. We had a very different regimen that we used for Kyle. He was one of the kids that had, you know, anywhere from four to seven baths a day, complete medication, sealing everything in. He'd gone the route in Canada where they said, don't bath him ever. Mm. That didn't work very long. So (laughs) he did all of these baths, treatments, what was the result of no bathing ever? Was that just a, did it cause eczema flare or were there other, other issues? Yeah, this, he had skin infections all the time. So hmm. that just wasn't, and it would just get drier and drier for him. So we only lasted like a week or two with that. And the doctor's like, okay, this isn't working. Yeah. And that's when they finally sent us to Toronto. At that point, he had been on three oral antibiotics at the same time. He was on four different topical things. He had topical steroids. He's, he was only like a year, year and a half old, being bandaged every night, waking up with blood everywhere. It was, it was a nightmare. And I think it was, he was about 14 when we finally got to the expo where we realized, oh my goodness, there's like a whole new world just across the border from us. Like the treatments that we learned about and the doctors and like social work for people with eczema and how to deal with it. It was, it was life-changing for us. His brother, Tyler came with us to the first expo. He learned so much. It completely changed their, their relationship Hmm. and close enough before, but Tyler got it when we were there. He listened to the doctors. He even went to some of the things on his own to kind of learn some more. And as a family, we decided, okay, we need to go see one of these doctors, Mm -hmm. go to the States and understand what the difference is. And we made an appointment and they gave us something to email them and a phone number to call them. They got them in right away. The doctor was amazing and literally sat down. And for the first time, Kyle came out and said, mom, like he listened to me Mm -hmm. just trying to hurry up, write something and get out to the next patient. He wanted to know how I felt and how he was going to be able to help me. Treatments aside, that's that's just the biggest thing being heard right there. 
Yeah. And the doctors before that didn't listen to Kyle. They just, and t- like to the point where Kyle will be like, you're not even here to help me. Like you're not listening. I walked out of a lot of appointments because I was just done. And we found that the doctors here after seeing the doctors in the States, they they're paid differently. The whole hiring situation is different here. The government runs our health care. So our doctors are covered for us, but they're limited as to what they can do and how many patients they'll see in a day and what extra research they continue with. Mm-hmm. In the States, we found that we could choose doctors. They wanted to see what they could do to help us. And that was a whole different world for us. Can we talk a little bit about your siblings? It sounds like your relationship with your brother really improved after Expo. Uh, what were your relationships like before and how have they changed over time? Before they just, when I was itchy, they would just say, oh, just go have a bath. Like, oh, just don't scra- stop or just stop scratching. You'll be fine. But when Tyler went, like, they had the literal, they literally had the thing where it was just like, the worst thing you can do with someone with eczema is tell them to stop scratch. Yep. They, I, I'll literally just be sitting there scratch and they used to be like, just stop. What do you think? Like, stop. You're going to make yourself bleed. And I was like, what do I do? And they would, like, they, I didn't realize it. We would say it was a thing. Scratcher, stop scratching. And we would say it all the time because he was always scratching and he was like, didn't even know he was doing it. Right. So mm-hmm. it was a very big scratcher, stop scratching. And I, I mean, let's be honest. It was hard for his siblings because we had to worry about Kyle. If we were going on a trip, we had to make sure it was safe for Kyle. Mm-hmm. If we were going for dinner, it had to be safe for Kyle. If we were, you know, doing anything, they wanted to make sure everything worked for Kyle because he had all these health issues. I and will. they loved him to death. They always wanted. But I think I think that was hard for them. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest thing they had to look out for uh, going on trips or maybe bringing friends over to the house? Um, that was it coming in. So their friends had to be very careful about what they were doing or what they were bringing in food wise. But to go on a trip when you have severe eczema and asthma and allergies is, is a lot more work than it is for everybody else. You have a bag of items you have to use for breathing. You have to bring a nebulizer, the puffers, the medications. You have to make sure that there's no allergens in the hotel room and that the air conditioning can get turned on in the winter because there's, it's too hot in there for him. We had to make sure that he had all of his creams and lotions. Hey, is there a bathtub in there? And is it a good bathtub for him? Mm-hmm. So there, there are little things that you don't always think of, like going camping in a tent was not an option with Kyle. Did you have to make any family lifestyle changes? Was camping a, a family activity before that you had to cut out? Um yeah, we, we ended up buying a trailer and it ended up being a really great thing for Kyle growing up that he had a trailer that had air conditioning and windows that were always closed. We never got to get that nice breeze in, but we had to find things like that because Kyle needed to be a kid. He needed to be out there and, and not in this bubble that sometimes he needed to be in. Trailer trips sound fun. Well, you met the prince and well saw the prince and princess. Yeah, we went to Ottawa and got to and got to see them. Oh, neat! It was Canada Day, so we got to see fireworks. No better place to be on Canada Day than the capital. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The, we went to the Royal Canadian Mint, and there was this gold bar that if you could lift it, you got something. 
I think all of us at the same time tried lifting it, and eat not we couldn't lift it. <laughs> it was very demoralizing. <laughs> Dang it! Next time, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Set up the home gym for next time. There you go. Get working out, ready for it. Since COVID, we've started going gluten free too, so that's been a roller coaster. Has it had an impact? Yeah. My stomach hasn't doesn't hurt as much since we've cut out the gluten. I just feel like my stomach just hurts all the time. Anything I eat, any anything, it just starts to hurt. Mm-hmm. Was that a doctor recommendation? No, it was just a realization that, hey, every time I have this, my stomach hurts. Uh-huh. Let's see what happens if I cut it out. We find now as he's gotten a bit older, he's learning to listen to his body and know kind of internally what's affecting him and what isn't which is really great because as a kid he couldn't tell us Mm -hmm. where now he's like wow my stomach really hurts and he's like huh it really hurt when i ate this so maybe and we tried it when he was younger we did he only ate vegetables fruits rice products and chicken Mm. but it, it didn't make a difference on any of his asthma or eczema but now since dupixin it's a little easier for him to notice things like right after his first shot. I went from red to albino. Oh yeah. <laughs> How long did it take for it to, to take effect? It was that day. Cause we had the loading dose of so the two shots. So when we did it, I've always thought I could smell normally, but then I got the shot and we went home or we went to a hotel cause we were in, in Chicago I could okay. smell like I like went to go breathe out of my nose and I was like, mom, it's cold. I'm like, what's wrong? And then she was like, that's it's cold outside. What do you mean? What's wrong? It was winter in Chicago. Of course it's cold, but he had never felt that before. He's like, I've never had that. Totally. I actually had a similar experience. I traveled once and the place I landed was so humid, it opened up my sinuses and I, I never had been able to breathe through my nose fully before that experience. Yeah, but it was something we didn't know he had until he didn't have the issue. And then it was like, wow. And is, has that continued or can you still, uh, are you still able to? Oh, it went back. <laughs> oh, and we darn. Got scans from uh, the doctor. The scans showed that I have a I have right deviated septum. Okay, well, that's not helping anything, is it? No. No, but we figure the loading dose, because it's a double dose of it, helped. Did it have any other effects? I was pale, and that was because the inflammation like left my body. Uh, I slept a lot. Almost two days straight in the hotel. Like, and wow. still never slept before. And, and by saying that, I was I'm catching not exaggerating. Up. I was catching up on all the sleep I missed. <laughs> two days full of sleep. Did you think maybe it was an effect of the drug, but it turned out just to be him actually just catching up and being able to sleep in for once like a normal teen? Yeah, it was a little bit of both because he's still now and we're two years after that we're still taking it, but he's tired that next day. So he gets a little more sleep then, but he also grew like grew like a weed right after the Dupixent shots. Oh, wow. Like all of a sudden he was, he was getting more sleep. He was, he was able to do those things. And like, he's six foot one now. And like, there's no end in sight. He keeps growing. So he's still going. (laughs) After you started Dupixin, you said you're on another biologic, right? Nucala. 
it's helped with the wheezing. Okay. They also were talking about putting me on Zolaire, which I refused to do because I went and looked at things and like read like study reports that they had done, like I do with any drug I was I'm about to go on, or they're talking about, and like I know it's with every medicine, but Dupixin didn't say that. Oh, if you take this drug, you have an increased risk of getting cancer or lung cancer. I was like, oh, well, I'm gonna stay away from that. Mm-hmm. My doctor brought it up after I did everything. The next time we met, I said, that's not something I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And did they respect your decision? They said, yeah, that's fine. But in down the road, maybe we can try it. But yeah, that's fine. Right now, we'll just stick with the new Cala and do Pixin. Mm-hmm. And that's something your whole life we've had to try and balance out. And anyone with eczema or severe asthma, it it's something that's always a struggle to figure out which side effects are worth trying it for. Like benefits outweigh the risks. And it's it's difficult. And we're finding that the drug companies are starting to listen because we need safe treatments for these things. These are life and death issues these these kids have. Yeah. They, you know, oh, it's eczema. It's just a rash. Well, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Kyle, one of the side effects, he was getting eye infections. And those eye infections can get severe. And he, flat as day, told us, I am not quitting Dupixin. I would rather be blind than go back to having my eczema. I already know how to read Braille. I have the eye issue in my left eye already. Okay. When I was younger, I learned how to read books in Braille. It wouldn't be fun, but I just, I can't go back to that itch. Because it wasn't just the itch. It was also the mental side of things that just kind of ruined me. Mm-hmm. You went down a pretty black hole for a bit. Yeah, it was it was a roller coaster. Yeah. So let's look to the future. Are there any things in your life that you're looking forward to? Any passions that you have that you're excited to explore or uh, or events you're going to, things like that? Next September, I am going to college. Oh. I got accepted or multiple different colleges for uh, child and youth care. Oh, congrats. So that'll be fun. Have you made a decision yet? I haven't, but I got until May. I can either stay here or I can go out of town. Do you have a leaning towards one or the other yet? Probably because of the way COVID is and everything, I'll probably just stay here. Mm -hmm. And then after the three-year course, I'll probably, that's when I'll branch out and go to a different call or then I'm going to go to university. And you already know what you'd like to study? Yes. Bachelor of Disability Studies is one. It's a following program. So it's a Bachelor of Social Work and then Honors Bachelor of, Di- of Arts and Disability Studies. And then after that, I want to go, after I do that for a couple of years, I'm going to go to university, go to law school and get my, then practice law in human rights law. So the place I worked before, so I pushed, I was a cart guy. Well, they didn't take too kindly about me needing breaks for my asthma or to take my puffer. They would tell me I need to get outside and go push carts. Hmm. So it wasn't a good environment. So I no longer worked there. At the end of the day, I don't want people to have to go through that. Mm-hmm. So studying human rights law, you, I can help work with people who go through that and help them. Mm-hmm. 
so they don't feel stuck and unsafe in their workplace. In Canada, eczema isn't really considered a disability. Like, it's not something that... Or a disease. It's or a disease. It, it's considered just an allergy. Like, it's just that rash that you just need some cream to put away. Mm-hmm. But and it, it's not just an itch. It's trying to deal with the mental side of it because, like, it does bend and break you. And it's not easy, but... Everyone gets to the top of the mountain eventually, so you just got to keep pushing and you'll get there. That's what I learned because... But in Ontario, none of the drugs are covered by the public drug plans. So we were meeting to try and get... uh, I think it was Dupixin is one of the main focuses that we were doing. Trying to get Dupixin covered by the uh, Ontario drug plan. How did that process look? Advocating for, for getting that drug covered? The... Eczema Society of Canada scheduled a bunch of meetings with different MPs. Mm -hmm. So we went in and we tried getting them to champion thing. To back our cause. To back the cause. And yeah. Mm -hmm. And many of them didn't know what eczema looked like and could do. There was actually a couple of them in tears. Part of our problem is the people making the decisions on what medication should be covered know nothing about the diseases. Mm -hmm. As people with eczema, people are worried about what other people think. So you're hiding it. You're not, you're afraid to go out. And Mm -hmm. what we found the past few years is so many more people that are eczema warriors are standing up and going out and saying, this is me. If you don't like it, I don't care. Yeah, totally. And that's so huge, just the awareness and seeing it and knowing it's out there and knowing the severe impacts that it has on on these patients' lives. That's that's a big thing. Exactly. And getting research done for more therapies and just having that awareness and those policy makers understanding what they're making choices about, I think it should be one of the most important things they do. Mm-hmm. I'd like to finish off with a question for, for both of you. What's one way that eczema has positively impacted your life? Probably the people that I've met. Mm. Knowing that I have people out there and even seeing the people that go through the same thing, it just, it's like a family with both the NEA. Like, it was just easy mm-hmm. to feel like you had someone there. Instantly. Easy. Yeah. You are not alone. We had that turning point, right? Where we got to kind of see the other side of eczema. We'd always lived in this dark place. And as a parent, you always felt like you didn't do enough. And you you were a failure because you couldn't get your kid healthy. You couldn't get them to where they were enjoying life. And that was really hard. And like Kyle said, when you found people that understood, that just disappeared. But what I have seen to me that is the biggest positive is watching, I mean, myself, but also Kyle find his voice and be able to stand up for things and make a difference. And that's something we never expected from this disease we've been battling and a couple of diseases for 18 years, right? Now we're here saying, it's okay. You're doing everything you can. Tomorrow's a new day you're going to be okay. And, you know, with, with eczema and asthma, everyone says, well, what are your triggers? What are the things that make it come out? Well, today it could be one thing and tomorrow, guess what? It's just turned and it's something brand new. 
-hmm. but it's something that it's okay. We'll figure it out. We figured it out now and we help other people figure it out. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining me and for sharing. Well, now let's just hope there's an expo this year. (laughs) Let's hope. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Uh, Have a great day. All right. bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Eczema Out Loud. You can visit the National Eczema Association at www.nationaleczema.org. If you have feedback on this episode, or you'd like to send in a suggestion for a future episode, you can email us at podcast at We hope you'll join us next time.